Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's podcast of The Worship Life. I'm Chrissy Hutchings from ChrissyHutchings.com. I've got some questions for you this week. Do you ever feel less than when it comes to God and approaching God? Do you feel like everybody else is more holy than you and you just don't measure up? Do you desire the freedom to let go and let God love you and you love him? Even in the midst of your mess, even in the midst of your struggles and all your mistakes, do you want the freedom to just love him and let him love you? Well, this week I'm going to share some things with you today that I really believe are going to bring you some freedom and help you to move into a greater place of freedom in your worship of God. Come on and join me on The Worship Life. It's Chrissy Hutchings. I want to thank you so much for tuning in this week. And I have a really strategic purpose for what we're going to talk about this week because uh, I'm part of the worship team over at Covenant Love Church. Uh, Pastor Al and Taba Bryce, they pastor over there. And uh, we are opening up the doors tonight to come in and really just lay our lives before the Lord and worship in the context of musical expressions, dance expressions, just bringing our hearts before the Lord and adoring him and declaring him, worshiping over our city, uh, even declaring and prophesying the, the love of God and the purpose of God over our city. And as I'm preparing for that personally, and as we've been preparing for that for weeks, I thought, wow, there are some really um, important things that get in my way as a worshiper, not just as a worship leader. I mean, that is a component of it, but there's things that get in my way as a believer of Jesus Christ and as a worshiper that make it, that, that set up some obstacles to really entering in and really just letting go in this particular expression of worship and not just here at this night of worship and prayer, but also uh, and I'll give you some more details on that later on, but also just in my regular everyday life, comparing myself with other people, you know, you have a moment of anger, you have a situation with your children and you feel like just this horrible, terrible Christian and, you know, how can God love you? You just, you know, made this humongous mistake. Look, we need to just settle this right now. We're going to make mistakes. We need to settle that we're not perfect people. And I want to share some resources with you today that have really helped me. Uh, one place in particular in Luke 7, and if you want to get out your Bible and go ahead and go there, I want to share something there that really just revolutionized my relationship with God. But first, I want to ask you some really pinpointed questions that are going to help you locate yourself today. What makes you hide? What makes you turn and go the other way? Covering your face so the world won't recognize that it's you. Maybe if you close your eyes, then they won't see you. That way you won't owe anyone anything. What makes you hide? 
Is it your clumsy way of living? Your lazy ways? Is it your fear or your anger? Maybe it's your uncertainty of yourself in the world. Maybe it's your incompatibility with shallow hearts and the guilt you feel because of it. Is it your self-centeredness? Or maybe your indifference. Perhaps it's the horrible way you reject your own heart and life and you don't want anybody to find out. What makes you hide? We all hide to the degree of our shame and it pains us to have it touched with kindness because when it is, the heartache of it comes rushing out and can be unbearable. Shame makes us hide. But I want to show you a lady that, and, and Jesus' interaction with this woman that made all the difference when men were there despising her worship. She brought herself into the presence of Jesus Christ. And a lot of times, look, I'm going to tell you right now, a lot of times when we come together as a body of Christ or when we come together with other people to bring our hearts before the Lord, whether it's a church service, whether um, you know it's a Bible study, whether it's a discipleship class, no matter what it is, each and every individual is bringing all their stuff with them. You know, I used to think that I could just check my stuff at the door and walk in with this like squeaky clean soul. But I've realized over the years that you can't just check your stuff at the door when you walk in a church or a Bible study or in a group and a gathering with Christians. Look, your stuff is part of who you are. And one of the things that I love about Jesus is he wants us to bring our stuff with us. You know, Jesus Christ is the redeemer. He takes all of our broken places and he redeems them. He turns them into beauty. He turns our ashes into beauty. He turns our grief into joy. And let me tell you, as we look upon just this event for tonight, bring your stuff with you. I want to encourage you that if you hadn't thought of to come and attend this event, or maybe you didn't know about it, I want to encourage you, bring your stuff with you because Jesus knows about your stuff while you're here at the house or there at work or wherever you are listening to this podcast. He's very familiar with your stuff. Hello, it is our stuff that put Jesus on the cross. It is our stuff that he came to redeem. He came to redeem our lives. And so, you know what, whatever's making you hide today, whatever's making you say, Hey, I can't share myself or my life with other people. I want to encourage you with this story from Luke seven about how Jesus sees us exactly as we are. And we're in Luke chapter seven, verse 36. And I'm going to go ahead and read this to you. It says, then one of the Pharisees asked him being Jesus to eat with him. And he went to the Pharisee's house and sat down to eat. And behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner. My paraphrase, a woman in the city who is bringing her stuff. When she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, 
She brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil and stood at his feet behind him weeping. And she began to wash his feet with her tears and wipe them with the hair of her head. And she kissed his feet and anointed them with the fragrant oil. Now, when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he spoke to himself saying, this man, if he were a prophet, he would know what manner of woman this is who's touching him for she is a sinner. And I want to break right here. And I envision this. I envision a woman or a man walking into a church service, walking into a service where the worship of God is going on in the word and in song and in prayer and in intercession. And knowing who they are, walking into that service. Now, you're going to have people anywhere in any of these venues and any of these capacities looking at you when you walk in. There are people that know things about your life that you might not know that they know about your life. There's going to be Pharisees in the church service. Okay, let me just, that's a given. There are going to be all kinds of judgments. Hello, the accuser of the brethren, who is the devil himself, is going to accuse you. As soon as you walk in those doors, and actually even before you walk in those doors, he is going to accuse you that you're not good enough, that you can't possibly come in. Look what you did last week. Look what happened in your, uh, you had an argument with your husband today, or you know, you weren't very careful with your children or whatever the situation was. And he's going to accuse you. That's a given. But just like this Pharisee accused this woman, he he actually accused Jesus and the woman. If this man, if he were a prophet, he would know what manner of woman this is who's touching him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answered and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. So he said, teacher, say it. There was a certain creditor who had two debtors, one owed 500 denarii and the other 50. And when they had nothing with which to repay. Wow. When they had nothing with which to repay, he freely forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him more? And Simon answered him and said, I suppose the one whom he forgave more. And he said to him, you have judged rightly. I want to stop right there again. Jesus said in verse 42, they owed him. And when they had nothing with which to repay, Maybe you have nothing to bring to God. Maybe you feel like your heart and your soul is bankrupt and you have absolutely nothing to bring to him that that you feel is of worth. He said, and when they had nothing with which to repay, he freely forgave them both. Jesus is waiting for you to bring in your bankrupt self. He is waiting for you to bring in your broken self, to bring in all of your questions, to bring in all of your striving, to bring in all of your shame and all the things that make you hide. And he wants you to bring it to him because he knows that you have nothing. You have nothing with which to bring him. You have nothing with which to repay. You have nothing to give him in, in light of his sacrifice for your life and your freedom. And he says they had nothing with which to repay. And he freely forgave them both. Look, let me tell you this right now. God is waiting there to freely forgive. Whatever you bring in, whatever your stuff is, whatever your 
shame is, whatever makes you hide. There might be a Pharisee in the room. There might be other judgments in the room. But guess what? There is someone greater in that room that trumps them all. And that is the Lord Jesus Christ and his open arms and his love and his freedom and his forgiveness. And in verse 43, Jesus goes on to say, you've rightly judged. Then Jesus, he turned to the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house and you gave me no water for my feet. Look, a Pharisee is not going to give anything to Jesus because he thinks that he's already righteous. He thinks that he's already got it all together. So what does he have to give? He's going to feel like he is a treasure to Jesus. But he said, I entered your house and you gave me no water for my feet. But she, this broken woman, this woman who had nothing with which to repay, she washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. Look, I'm feeling the Holy Spirit right now as I'm saying this. He said in verse 45, you gave me no kiss. But this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in. And you did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Therefore, I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. And he said to her, your sins are forgiven. Let me tell you this. That is the Jesus who awaits you. In your prayer closet. That is the Jesus who awaits you as you open your eyes in the morning. That is the Jesus who awaits you tonight in this event of of a night of worship and prayer. That is the Jesus who awaits you every time you go into a church service. You might not have, you might have a Pharisee that awaits you there too. You might have a judgment that awaits you there too. You may have an accuser that awaits you there too. But let me tell you again, like I said before, there is a greater one who awaits you there. And it's this one that this woman encountered. Go into that place and freely pour out your heart, and your worship. Freely wash the feet of Jesus with your tears. Freely pour out and kiss his feet with the kisses of your worship and the, the, the adoration of your heart. Brokenness and all. Look, we are whole, complete beings. You cannot separate spirit, soul, and body. You can't separate it. You can't take all your stuff and all your mistakes and check them at the door and walk in and not have them there. No, because let me tell you something amazing about the presence of God and the glory of God. When the presence of God is, uh, is permeating a place, a room, your heart, you can't hide anything. (laughs) What makes you hide outside the presence of God will be illuminated inside the presence of God. Why? Because the Lord loves you and he wants to take those things. He knows the things in your heart that really, really um, grieve you. He knows those things that as soon as you come into his presence, he knows those things that are most important to you. The things that are most on your mind. You can't check those at the door because as soon as, as soon as the Lord begins to minister to you, there they are. There they are. Why? Because he cares. This woman walked into this room. She knew right well who and what she was. But I'm curious, what is it that she knew and believed about Jesus 
that gave her the courage to walk into that room and do what she did. That's what I want to know. And that's the Jesus I want to know. I want to know what she believed about Jesus that caused her to walk past the Pharisees, that caused her to walk past the judgment that she knew was going to come and lay down at the feet of Jesus and pour out her life genuinely. This was not a show to put on for anybody. This was a woman who was desperate, desperately seeking a love and forgiveness that was going to bring her just amazing freedom in her life. And guess what? She found it. And I'm letting you know that that is the Jesus. This is the Jesus. And look, I might get on my soapbox here for a second, but let me just go ahead and do it. There are ways that we have um, represented Jesus in this earth as believers in Jesus Christ that have turned people's hearts away from God. Yep. I just said it. I said it out loud. We have represented Jesus in ways. And yeah, those are the things that we, that, that might be your sin. Maybe that's the thing that you're bringing into the room with Jesus. Maybe you've been a Pharisee. Maybe you've been one of those judgmental people. I know I have. Bring that to God. You know, he, he loves the Pharisee and the sinful woman alike. And what will happen when we bring all of our stuff in those, in that room is Jesus will begin to minister to each one. This is what just blows my mind about the Lord and the Holy Spirit and Father God is that every individual that comes into a church service, that comes into a room, that's coming tonight in, in this night of worship and prayer they are individual. Their stuff is as individual as they are. Yet the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, can minister to each and every single one according to what they need from the Lord. But here's the amazing thing. This woman came in first not to receive anything from Jesus, although maybe she did think, I need forgiveness. But she came giving. She came laying down herself. She came stuff and all and laid it at the feet of Jesus and adored him with her tears and adored him with her kisses and adored him with her heart. And then he gave her something. He said, your sins are forgiven. Your faith has saved you in verse 50. Go in peace. Do you need peace? Come tonight to this night of worship and prayer. Do you need forgiveness? Come tonight to this wor- this night of worship and prayer. Look, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't even know God and you're not a believer and some of this stuff is even gibberish to you, come. There is a man, there is a savior, there is a God who desires your heart and your life. And he wants you to come. He said, come to me, all you that labor, labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest for I am meek and I am lowly of heart and you will find rest for your souls. Are you looking for rest? Come. Are you looking for answers? Come. Do you have questions that you just don't know 
will ever get answered. Are you in need of hope? Are you hopeless? Are you in a hopeless place right now? Maybe you're in a hotel room right now. Maybe you're in a classroom right now. Maybe you're in your home right now with the blinds closed and you're in bed and your head is covered up and you have no hope at all. Come. Look, I'm I'm appealing to you right now. I'm appealing to you. Come and lay your life before the Lord. Come and just sit in the chair. Just sit in that atmosphere. Come and allow the Lord to reveal who he is. Look, let me tell you, he's going to have a word for you. I, I want to tell you a story uh, of one that our pastor shared with us. And, you know, I'm not here to promote a church or a person or anything like that. I'm here to promote the Lord Jesus Christ. That He's He's my all in all in life. And this is the, the church where I worship. This is the church where I fellowship with fellow believers. Every church in Fayetteville and every church in your city is a great church. Go to those churches. But I'm speaking specifically about a thing, a, a story that had happened in our particular church. We have had people that have already decided that they're going to take their life, that they're going to commit suicide, that there's no reason for them to live. And for whatever reason, however they were led, they came into a service. And as they came into that service, the Lord began to minister to their lives and they changed the course of their, um, their decision. They didn't kill themselves. They didn't take their lives. And let me tell you something else. Those words, those um, invitations have come out of our pastor's mouth, maybe somebody else's mouth. There's times where he has stood up in the pulpit and said, there are people here I know in my heart by the spirit of God, because God is telling me right now that you want to take your life and you want to commit suicide. If that's you, we want to pray with you today. And he would begin to minister to them. I can't tell you how many times that's happened. And so I say to you, if you're in that place, come, come, come and bring who you truly are without, without fear of the Pharisees and the judgmental people and all those other things. Because guess what? The one greater than all that is going to meet you there. Let me just say this. The one greater than all of those is the heart that's appealing to you right now. I just know in my heart, Jesus is saying, come, come. I want to love you. I want to heal you. I want to show you my great, great love for you. Amen. I'm just really very excited about this night and I wanted to make this appeal to you. I really wanted to you to know that, yeah, men are going to despise your worship. People are going to despise it. Look, your worship's not going to look like somebody else's. So just, just throw that out the door right now. And we're, we don't want that. We want you to come and lay your heart before the Lord and have an encounter with God and not just a momentary encounter, but, a uh, uh, a moment with God that changes and transforms everything in your life. And it might not start, it, it might not manifest itself tonight, but it can start tonight. It can start today. It can start in this moment as you're listening to this podcast. It can start. And I'm going to give you all the information regarding this night of worship and prayer in just a minute, but I want to pray over you. And I want to pray with you. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to speak into the lives of all those that are listening. 
I thank you for this opportunity to speak into this one life that's listening right now. And Lord, I know that your love for them is way, way greater than anything I could ever experience and give to them. And I thank you, God, for filling my heart and my mouth with your words to speak to this one, this one woman, this one man, this one daughter or son, child, adult, mom, dad, worker, teacher. And I thank you for the opportunity to speak to them. And I speak to them and I speak over your life right now. And I thank you, God, in the name of Jesus for your word. I thank you, Lord, that you will bring them up out of the pit and that you crown them with loving kindness and tender mercy, Father, that you heal all their diseases and you forgive all their iniquities, Father, and that you draw them by your spirit to come into your presence, to believe you, to trust you. I thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus for your love for them. And I just ask God that you open each and every heart to receive from you today, Father, to come out. And if those that are listening, if some of those that are listening are able to, and they come out tonight, I ask you, Father God, to show yourself strong on their behalf. I ask you to show them who you are. I ask you to communicate to their hearts, your heart for them. I thank you, God, in the name of Jesus, that your Holy Spirit would draw them from the north, south, east, and west, all over this city, all over this region, to come and to uh, bring their hearts and their lives before you. We pray it. We ask you for it in the name of Jesus. Amen. I hope that this uh, podcast, really brief podcast today, has been an encouragement to you. And I want to invite you out on behalf of Pastor Al and Tava Bryce and the covenant, the whole Covenant Love Church family. Come out tonight to this night of worship and prayer. The doors are opening at six o'clock, and um, the the um, the service begins at seven o'clock. There is no childcare for this event. We want you to bring your kids and bring your family, and we want everybody to be in the presence of God together. You know they did that. In the Old Testament, they did that back in, um, you know, when when the kings called the people together into a place of worship, their whole families came, mothers, sons, children, babies, whatever, come and bring them. And uh, if if that's not feasible for you and you want to get a sitter, go ahead and do that. But we want to invite you to come out again. The doors open at six. The service begins at seven o'clock. And the location is 420 Dunn Road in Fayetteville, North Carolina, right across the river down there off of 301. We want to invite you to come out there. Come early because the doors open at six. We're expecting just um, an awesome and very unique uh, time in the Lord. We know that God loves us. We know that he loves, how many of you moms out there, you don't love it when everybody comes to the house at, at Thanksgiving? Maybe you do, but when all your kids are together and the whole family's together, don't you just love it? Don't you just love how it feels? That's how God feels when we all come together as his children and we want to celebrate him and laud him. Hey, look, kick off your shoes, bring your flip flops or come in your bare feet. It doesn't matter. You can come in your jeans and your shorts and all this stuff. You know, we're not, we're, you don't have to wear a suit or anything like that. Just come as you are, throw off your shoes. There's plenty of aisle space, plenty of space where you can just throw off all your, all your, um, 
uh, hiding and things like that and just cut loose and worship the Lord. You know, we're all about dancing, all about freedom. So we want you to come. Look, nobody's going to look at you and judge you. Nobody's going to, um, uh, um, we're not going to do that. You know, we're, we're going to, we're going to dance before the Lord. We're going to celebrate God. We're going to, we're going to, I'm probably going to end up taking my shoes off on the platform too, because you know, I just like to do it like that, but we want to invite you to come. It is an atmosphere of freedom. It is an atmosphere of love. Look, or we love you. We love people. And you're going to know that as soon as you drive into the parking lot tonight. But again, I want to encourage you come out for the night of worship and prayer with Covenant Love Church. And uh, at seven o'clock, the event starts and the doors open at six. We want you to bring, again, there's no childcare for this event, but we do want to invite you to bring your kids in if that's something that you really desire to do. Um, Because who knows what the Lord will do in their lives at the same time. And again, going back to our initial thought, don't allow the things that make you hide hide from coming out tonight. We want you to come. We welcome you. We open our arms to you. Whatever kind of stuff you got and whatever you bring it in, bring it on in because we know that the Lord is big enough to love you even in those places. So again, I want to thank you for tuning in today. I want to thank you so much. I want to invite you to go up to the website, chrissyhutchings.com and just check out some things. We're working out the website to just change some things there so that you can have a better access to um, the content there. Please share the podcast with other people. Please share it on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you do your social media at. Share it, invite other people. Uh, if you know people that you uh, that you feel that could really benefit from being in this service tonight, send them this podcast or just send them an invite on Facebook and, and uh, Instagram or wherever you are on Twitter. Send them an invite to come out to Covenant Love Church at 420 Dunn Road tonight at 7 o'clock. Um, doors open at six to just encounter, uh, the Lord and their family of God. And, uh, they'll, they'll take advantage of that. So we want to tell you to go out and have a great day today. Make sure you get all your ducks in a row so you can come out and see us tonight. And, uh, I will see you next time on the worship life.